Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. Okay, today we're going to be talking about millennials, narcissist and friend. Um, you know, the millennials uh, are in a, in a generation that is after the 80s. And uh, a lot of things have happened with that generation because they embraced technology. They embraced Apple. They embraced cell phones. They embraced technology. In the beginning, uh, a lot of them uh, weren't quite sure of what it was all about and where it was going, but they were very interested. And at the same time, in that 80s period, um, basically what happened was a lot of them became uh, kids staying at home and latchkey children because their parents were working or divorced or, you know, basically they were being babysit by the new video games, the the computers, the technology uh, as the Internet came in. Uh, that was their that was their ways of communication. And so it's amazing. You know, they, they also call them Gen Y or Generation Me. Um, you know, but Facebook was founded during during their uh, period. Uh, Instagram uh, selfies. Uh, they <laughs> these folks are characterized by answering their cell phones during job interviews, and uh, you know, th- basically they call them the me 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 generation. But these are also uh, people, you know, in a sense, who are very real. They're called Renaissance people, and what they do is they tend to. Um, work as more of an entrepreneur or more as a a contractor in a sense because they they tend to go from one job to another job to another job and do what they enjoy and and fill their life with joy rather than uh, sit around in a 30 35 year position um not that they don't not that folks don't do that it's just that they tend to be a little bit more progressive and so this generation uh, is has a sense of entitlement or self-centeredness, but they also have a lot of ingenuity, and uh, they bring about a lot of good things. You know, um, actually, in the truth, uh, a lot of people speculate that the boomers were a little more self-centered than the Gen Xers, but the Gen Xers are kind of a lone wolf, and they they uh, span between the 80s and the 90s. You know, and it's it's argued that, you know, their narcissism really isn't a, a part of trying to be bad. It's more of a, a sense that they were have to be there for themselves and they didn't necessarily get all the support and the love that they needed. They didn't have that sense of a nuclear family. And so they tend to be their own person. And that is an admirable quality. You know, uh, it's surprising that. Uh, there's a lot of positive and negative. Uh, you know, there's there's the anti-millennial or Gen X uh, position. Some cultures uh, trends are good, but some are bad. And so the generations that result, the, the data says there's an entitlement. There's also a, a growing equality. Um, you know, Gen Xers, in truth, have shed a lot of our gender roles 
And they also have embraced the sense of partnership and a relationship where you're equal, where you play different roles. They also were very active with their families. And that's a wonderful thing where they're not playing the role of dad works all day and comes home and mom's cooking and cleaning the house. It's not that traditional uh, marriage anymore. It's a partnership and there's a sense of communication and it also has a quality of best friends. And so that is a wonderful thing about uh, the, gen, uh, the Gen Xers or once again, the millennials. You know, the, the so-called millennial uh, there's about 76 million people born roughly between 82 and 2004, which is the span of what they call uh, the millennial. And uh, especially uh, in the workplace, the folks that are in that millennial have learned that their job is very, very important, but their life is more important. And so they have a good sense of having a work-life balance, uh, the millennials tend to, where they, they play and they have fun in their life, but they also have work. Um, they also uh, are radically different in conducting their business. Uh, millennials tend to be uh, very competitive in a sense of being smart. They work smarter and not harder. They tend to focus on what they love and what they're passionate about, and they, they push through on that, and, and that's a persistence that's very important. And also, it's strange, but that quality is what it takes to get through a video game, surprisingly, is that they have to be very ingenious in getting through that process and exacting and learn the field. And so, you know... It, these millennials have a good intuition about themselves. They're a really good quality. And uh, the other thing is they are now being replaced uh, by the younger generation. And the younger generation is even more uh, into technology and less into dialogue, less into talking, less into to connecting with other people. And so that for them is a challenge because now they're losing those personal relationships and isolating a little bit more, which is going back to childhood. And that that has a, a sense of traumatic uh, a feeling that in this generation is less about communication and less about connecting uh, these, these young folks. I mean, if you walk around, if you drive and just see people, they're oftentimes they've got their phones stuck in their face and most of their dialogue is going to be through text. Well, millennials like that. They embrace that, but they also they uh, want to have that love and connectedness. And what's scary is as we move on into time, people are becoming more and more socially awkward and most and socially strange because they live through their phones. And so it's a strange thing what that's doing in our sense of, of life these days is that technology is actually taking over who we are. And the millennials are that last uh, bastion of people who have that sense of connectedness. Now they began to be alienated and they began to, to be once again, latchkey children when they were younger. So that develops a mind, a sense of, of being alone or being their own person. And, and it also has a sense of frustration and anger uh, because they know they're not getting, they didn't get that full childhood that they wanted. But the deal is, is that as we look, and by the way, I'm talking in general terms. I'm not talking in specific people. Um, it's, it's very important to understand that this is just a generation of people. So there's qualities that come out of that that are different than qualities of other generations. Um, but the newer generation is, is less about talk and more about 
uh, even body language is different for them. They're very hard to read because most of their communication is on the internet or on their phone or on their game where they connect that way. And their friends are all over the world rather than right next door. And so that is getting into a life where people are less connected. And that's very sad. So, um, you know, if we look at the the sense of qualities of a millennial, yes, there's a sense of entitlement, there's a sense of self-promotion, there is some sense of needing to be coddled as adults, Uh, they tend to be whiny, they tend to be needy, they tend to be opinionated, especially at work when they're not complaining about, you know, unemployment, but they seek a lot of feedback and immediate gratification. And they they oftentimes multitask, but they can't seem to focus. So there's a sensitive to criticism that comes from them, and they don't tend to like to work alone. They they refuse to always pay their dues, and that's the reputation that millennials have that they don't pay the dues to get the jobs. Uh, oftentimes they do it through politics, and they do it through verbal and writing skills and all that great stuff. But but they tend to be a little bit less. And I'm I'm trying to go bad and good here, folks. So, but they tend to be you know, in a sense, uh, a more needy. And so employers have a sense of, of, of uh, not liking that quality in them. And so they're oftentimes are challenged and oftentimes uh, they find themselves moving from job to job to job because of that sense of entitlement, that sense of neediness, that sense of uh, uh, needing immediate gratification and that opinionated quality. Not everybody likes that. That's why I say many times these folks are better uh, working in a business that they create rather than having to work in a group where they're hired to work with other people. I'm not saying that they're not functional. It's just that they have a tendency to be a little bit more individuated uh, than most people, at least compared to the older uh, generation. And um, also, you know, millennials can be very selfless. And, and they tend to, when they have a cause or when they have an idea about something that they really are strong about, they can be very um, altruistic and, and uh, they can be very giving uh, to the causes that they, they, uh, they back. They have a tendency once they grab onto something and they believe in an ideal, they have a tendency to go as far as they can through that ideal and stick with it. And so they... they um, that it's a partially it's a sense of self-absorption uh, of them because uh, that's what they had to do once they went when they were children because once again many of them were just stuck at home playing video games and sitting on the internet. Um, you know, millennials are also criticized because their work ethic also leaves something to be desired. There's a stereotype. Uh, when they studied uh, in 2006, executives and human resources manager as at I think there was like 400 companies. Um, most of the millennials had adequate professionalism, innovation, creativity, critical thinking, problem-solving skills. and uh, But, you know, they're trying to figure out how to handle that demographic because uh, also many of them had did not have good follow-through. And uh, they did not t- have a tendency to know how to manage people uh, because they didn't have all of the people skills uh, and the qualities and the teaching necessary to do that. So, you know, once again, it's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag with the, with the millennials. But they are, once again, the last connected generation that we have today. So, you know, people um, are really uh, surprised at that, that uh how large a part of uh, 
the millennials and the boomers have drastically uh, uh, opposing perspectives on work and life. The boomers, which are back in the 60s up to the late 60s and actually 70s up to the 80s, um, late 60s to the early 80s. Sorry about that. But uh, those folks have a struggle. You know, uh, the boomers tend to work hard with time and physical work. You show up at your office, you sit at your desk, you get your work done, as opposed to millennials who can sit at Starbucks and work on a laptop. You know, um, you know, millennials also respond to traditional workplace hierarchies, which can be frustrating in long established institutions. You know, in, a, in an ideal millennial office environment, everyone would work collaborative with less emphasis on old school rules. And so, uh, you know, like Google is a good example. They're, they're a millennial landscape where people just kind of float between jobs. They tend to take on projects and they tend to borrow from each other and go from one place to the other. And, and in many ways, that's very creative and that is extremely uh, good business. And so, you know, the thing also about millennials is they like to work at home. They they don't see any reason why, uh, and, and I think this is very smart, by the way, is that they don't see any reason why people should uh, have to rent an office if they can do their job at home. And uh, they can be more efficient. They don't have to drive in traffic. Uh, they can get things done. But also they can be with their family in many ways and get the job done. Now, some do that well. Others don't. Millennials, it had a, a sort of a selfish idea to do that, and then they had to develop tools to help people understand what the needs are at working at home and how to monitor them working at home. So sadly, that had to be developed because many people took advantage of working from home. And so now the challenge is, is how to monitor their time and their effectiveness and, and their, their work ethic. And so that is the challenge. But millennials opened the door to that opportunity of working at home and saving on real estate. If anything, millennials' behaviors, their values, their attitudes are responsible for uh, a lot of shifts in society and generational forces such as technological, economic implications of the Internet. They have a different value set on global interconnectedness, the Internet, cell phones, instantly knowing what's going on in the world. That is their deal. They're smart. They're talented. They're socially connected globally. They think globally, which is nowadays uh, going against uh, the sense of where our government is headed, at least a part, probably half the country, is wanting us to be more socially isolated rather than taking care of the globe. Whereas millennials are about the globe and learning from each other and having the resources all over the globe rather than uh, worried about the boundaries and, and, the, the, um, and the borders of any one country. They have a lot of self-confidence, many of the millennials do, and assuredness, which, which these can be uh, uh, put people off from older generations because uh, their age and experience, young people should be more uh, differential towards them. But these folks are not. They have a tendency, millennials have a tendency to be in their own pot. They, they don't have a tendency to want to have to deal with hierarchies and executive and and orders, and they, they're not the kind of people that, that uh, uh, are very controlling towards what the environment should be. They have a tendency to be more broad swathed and more open to ideas and more open to what's called a democratic process. 
And so, you know, boomers are more the boomers from the late 60s to the to the uh, 80s. They have a tendency to be much more uh, structured, much more about discipline, much more about work ethic, much more about roles uh, and, and playing different roles in the family rather than having a pure blend. But they understand each other, boomers and millennials. They have a tendency to understand each other because the boomers raised the millennials. And uh, what's scaring them is now, once again, we look at the kids these days and they're hermits. I mean, they just, they live in their own little world. And and so this millennial has gone a lot farther with the newer generation of, of children. Now, they're also uh, used to being noticed, millennials, the, putting their personal stamp on everything from their cars to their cell phones to their homes to their children to what what school their kids go to uh, being you know if they're left alone that's that's hell to them and it explains why they need a constant stream of feedback you know 80% of millennials said they wanted regular feedback from their managers and 75% longed for mentors so um, and they want reviews they want to know where they stand at all times that's the millennial that's kind of how they operate all right we're going to take a quick break we're going to come back and we're going to talk some more about the millennial and why they're misunderstood <laughs> Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and entertained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with us at Be the Star You Are Radio. Radio.com and the Voice America Empowerment Channel. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. 
Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red Says, Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back. We're talking about uh, millennials, narcissist and friend. You know, they have a tendency to uh, like to work uh, independently but with other folks, uh, meaning that they're guiding a project. Um, they, they love to pioneer and juggling work and family. Their orientation is, is a big portfolio of skills. But really what they want is promotions. Um, you know, the cultural factors and the advances in our technology have shaped the millennial behavior. And there's, there's also another contributor that we're not, we haven't mentioned, which is the brain. You know, in, in, in decades past, children were considered mature by the time they reached their teens. But today, and it keeps getting worse, young people prolong adolescence well under their 20s, which has created a demographic called an emerging an adult. And in part, the, the, the economic environment has changed. Unemployment has forced millennials to live with their parents well past their expiration date and to their brains are still developing. And most of that development is called EQ, which is emotional intelligent. Um, They tend to be slow on learning judgment, impulse control, and decision-making. Oftentimes with the millennial, it doesn't mature until the mid-20s because once again, in their childhood, they didn't have as much uh, communication and compromise and a sense of of peace and a sense of security. Um, They tend to rely on one another for decision-making, and they often need validation in their social networks before doing something. So, you know, the the developing brain affects the way the the millennials digest information. You know, so let's just look at something like training. When they're learning, um, they are happy. To watch, boomers are happy to watch a PowerPoint presentation with a broad view, but, but millennials, on the other hand, are interested only in information to complete the task at hand. So they don't want to learn the big picture. What they want to do is just teach me how to do this. And, and so when I need it, I'll learn it. That's basically their, 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 their sense of how they operate. 
you know, if the relevance isn't, uh, relevance isn't observable, their attention won't be there. So the task of millennials in learning is to understand how to eliminate unnecessary information. And in previous generations, finding the right information was the challenge. So uh, another uh, element of delaying development is their upbringing by hovering helicopter parents who, who uh, basically were over hovering. You know, there was a, a recent, especially single parents, which are left to have to play both roles for a child. You know, the, there's 50%, 52% of people ages 18 to 25 phone, email, and text their parents daily, and their parents return the gestures. The same helicopter parents, uh, the ones who basically hand out prizes and awards even when their children uh, finished last, um, often accompany their, their kids uh, to the workplace, applying for jobs, attending interviews, even negotiating salaries for their kids. Um, in, in 2012, there was a survey of more than 500 college graduates by Attico, uh, a human, uh, human resources organization, that noted that 8% of them had a parent accompanying them to a job interview, and 3% had a parent sit in on it. That's amazing. You know, it's amazing. So, so in the end of the day, a lot of experts chalk up uh, the boomers' resentment for millennials uh, to, to old-fashioned envy. The, the, the millennials have a sense of, of empowerment. They have a sense of being able to think, do things their way and to not do things the way they used to be. That innovation is so important, and it brings a lot of good things to our lives. Their, their, their confidence, their talents, their opportunities, their multi-skill uh, uh, set is a wonderful, wonderful thing. And the fact that they like to have a broad uh, uh, sense of skills, not just one skill, but lots of skills, makes them very, very interesting people. Um, you know, so once again, it's a mixed bag. For all generations, it's a mixed bag because we're oftentimes a very big product of our environment and what we grew up in. So, you know, they've accused the, the millennial of being selfish and nar narcissistic, you know, but it's not really fair. Um, they volunteer a lot in a whole lot greater proportions than baby boomers used to. They're a much bigger part of society in a sense of participating out there and trying to help people. And, you know, and I think it's great that they push back in the workplace, not just letting themselves get exploited. Even the most ardent critics uh, grudgingly acknowledge the positives within the group, especially regarding gender equality, gay and lesbian rights. They're much more open to change because they've constantly been in it. They're constantly doing it. They're, they're, they're willing to have a balanced life. And they fight for that. They fight for that sense. But once again... Technology is fighting our ability to be human, and I'm afraid, and, and, and quite frankly, that the newer generation is going to be less involved in society and less involved in helping other people and more involved in just themselves and that sense of global uh, connectedness without the one-on-one -on -one direct support systems and the one-on-one -on -one direct uh, behaviors. The other thing that's happening more often is that they are uh, emotionally, they do what's called an emotional cutoff. They, the kids these days are, uh, when they don't like something, they have a tendency to just contain it. They, they, uh, they live in, in a box, basically. They put everything in a box, and each thing has its own place, but none, none of them shall meet. 
And so they have this tendency to have their internet friends. They have a tendency to have their school friends. They have a tendency to have their movie friends. They have a tendency to have their relationship. But they contain everything in a box so they don't have to be as emotionally connected uh, in any one place. And so it, it's a way that they sense of uh, balance their emotional life, but also it denies them the emotional maturity that's needed to mature early into your 20s to be more productive. So oftentimes these these people are living at home and they just, uh, they live in the mom and dad's basement or they live in their bedroom or they live somewhere and, and it's basically they just stay. They stay for a long, long period of time. Um, millennials uh, did that also, but they do it did it less than what their kids are. And the fact is, the millennials know that they spend a lot of time at home, and so basically, what happens is is their kids are naturally are going to do more of what their parents are used to. So the parents have a tendency to be more accepting of their child living at home and not branching off into their own life. The other thing that uh, is interesting about millennials is they're eager to please. They're wanting to know that they're doing a good job and uh, they want to know they have mentors. They want uh, frequent feedback guidance. They want uh, a lot of autonomy when and where they do their work. So they don't want the micromanager up up their yin-yang. They want somebody that's going to let them go and let them get other people involved and, and they want a fast promotion but they don't want to pay their dues. That's the big part. They don't want to pay their dues. They want to be recognized for something and then move up that ladder as fast as they can. They want a meaningful, important job that gives them a sense of purpose and also has a positive impact on society. That's the ideal job of the millennial. Most people want meaningful, fulfilling work that pays the bills. These folks want something that they're passionate about. They also uh, crave immediate gratification. So other see, other people see that as disrespectful, uh, and and they that they have a, a unable to show a deference to authority. But millennials mean it. They're data driven. They're concerned with emotion, dealing with hard facts. They're about equal rights at every level. That's why everyone thinks they want to be a CEO one day from that millennial generations because they want their voices to be heard. They 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 don't believe in those big corporate hierarchies. They're not interested in working nine to five. They prefer non-traditional hours and having a sh- they you know others see that as having a short attention span or unwilling to put in the time. But millennials are open to change. They're flexible. They're willing to work at any time, provided they're able to do so on their own schedule. They're used to being 24-7. So if they want to do their work in the middle of the night, so be it. They want and expect to have the freedom to do that kind of thing. They, they, they are restless. Uh, that's true. And, and uh, other people see it as impatience or arrogance, but they think they're being more capable and accomplished and more productive by managing their time uh, to fit their life to where they're more efficient at what they do. Um, they have a tendency to be action-oriented. They have a tendency to be self-motivated, eager to achieve their goals, and have uh, action-oriented employees who are motivated by having their ideas make an impact. And, and that's not a bad thing, but it can come off as impatience. And so when their di- ideas have a quick impact, they're, they're satisfied employees. They're, um, also, they have a tendency to have overly connected uh, relationships with their parents because parents tended to coddle them or unable to make decisions for themselves. And so they they have a tendency, you know, people look at that as they can't work alone. But 
they tend to be more family oriented and they long to have that connected family that they many of them didn't have with their single parents in their childhood. And they, they think more about the community at large rather than just themselves because the community played a bigger role in their life. Um, because the connectedness they needed at home wasn't always there. Um, growing up, they're all made to feel special by their parents when they accomplish things. That That's that sense of coddledness. And they the parents tend to be a little more integrated later on into their lives, even though the parents may not have been as participatory. They may have been more uh, gesture-oriented in supporting the child, giving them whatever they want, as a millennial, they gave them whatever they wanted because they felt guilty for the fact that they didn't have time with them that they needed. So um, they developed more of a, a later life relationship with their parents. And so, you know, they live on Instagram, they live on Facebook and uh, uh, Twitter, and everyone markets themselves and their very own personal brand because they can do that. Now we have virtual shops on the internet where people can go to your store on the internet and you never have to leave your house and you can sell, sell, sell. And boy, do they love doing that. You know, uh, Amazon and uh, all the the auction uh, sites and all that stuff that they play a huge role in their lives, in their lives. They love that. What's also amazing is the newer generation Uh, is taking up what the millennials started, which is shopping online. They don't even go to a store. They just shop online and ship it to their house. You know, they are a big, uh, the the, the millennials are also a big targeted audience with about $20 billion of purchasing power. And, and that's from a study back in 2017. So it's the main reason why most entrepreneurs strive to understand the psychology of these big spenders because they are big spenders. Um, they're tired of all the, 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 the laziness and the disloyalty. They don't like that label that they're given. But they uh, accept the change. If you can accept the change of the, uh, the, the, the millennials, then millennials' purchasing power uh, becomes measured in billions and billions of dollars. So what I'm saying is, marketing-wise, companies are accepting these millennials and going, this is the market we need to get to. These are the people we need to reach. And so what they do is they study the best practices to market to millennials, which is online, online, huge. And, and look at also like Uber. Uber is huge uh, because it's right at your fingertips and the impatience, uh, the impatience of a millennial is incredible. They love something like Uber. They can call, bang, cars here, they're gone. <laughs> they love that. And so everything they want, they want it now and they want it fast. And so... Um, you know, millennials support the idea of healthy eating also and exercise. They're very picky about what comes into their body. So all these health-oriented uh, restaurants and veggie, uh, vegetarian restaurants and uh, gluten-free and all these very specific eating uh, things are very important to millennials. And by the way, some studies have shown that millennials like food and the variety of food more than they like sex, <laughs> which is amazing. <laughs> so, you know, the world's always changing and there's a, always a, a, a flow of energy and information. And, uh, you know, it, it comes in all kinds of forms. So, you know, if we look at this, the millennials have inherited a world with really a messed up environment, a corrupt economy, a golden boss uh, 
college diplomas with loans rising above $100,000, careers with few uh, entry-level jobs, and a life of financial serfdom. Basically, they, it isn't, they don't always have all the opportunities they need. The good jobs aren't out there for them, and when they do get a good job, um, they have a tendency to be a little bit more attention-seeking and high-maintenance, which uh, many employers don't like. And so a lot of these folks float from one place to another. Now, we're going to come back in a little bit, and we're going to talk about the statistics in marketing around millennials. And you'll be so surprised to find what that's all about. There's about 88 million Millennials, age 8 to 29 in comparison with, excuse me, millennials. And, and uh, the millennials nowadays are, are tend to be between uh, 30 and 49 years old. And so baby boomers tend to be about 50 years old and older, older. And there's fewer baby boomers than there is millennials, surprisingly. All right, we're going to do these statistics and we're going to come back and learn about these millennials. <laughs> Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. We all experience grief and loss. It's not something most people like to talk about, but these topics do need to be discussed. On Let's Talk About Grief, host Addie Anderson speaks to both professionals and individuals about grief, death, and personal loss. You'll hear the important topics, the personal and professional outlooks, and learn how to prepare yourself and loved ones when the need arises. Listen Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune in to our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. We all have the inner ability to use the gifts within ourselves to serve ourselves, our families, loved ones, and our communities. Once you have discovered these gifts and talents, you can promote harmony, peace, and hope. To find out how to harness your own gifts and talents, tune in to Get Ready. Get ready for your breakthrough with host Felicia A. Hill, live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen and share with others. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about the millennials, and we're also talking about Generation X and basically the narcissist and friend. Yes, they all have those characteristics. Uh, millennials themselves um, usually are between 18, 29, Generation X is 30 to 49. But, you know, looking at the characteristics about them, it's very interesting. There's there's about 87 uh, million uh, millennials. There's about 84 million Generation Xers out there. And uh, there's about 67 million uh, baby boomers. So what are they? Well, the Generation Xers and, and the millennials, they are digital window shoppers. They're less engaged online uh, than what I'm saying is they're more engaged online. They're big digital window shoppers and at least... 23% of that population, um, uh, more females than males, shop online. That's where they do most of their business. They get exactly what they want at exactly the right price that they want. They don't go to the window uh, shopping, the retail stores, because that's just not their interest. They want to get it everything exactly right and where it's all over the world they can shop and find the most unique item that represents who they are. And that's what they're about. They're about buying things that represent who they are. They're also very social on on that. Uh, uh, over uh, 86% of that, excuse me, uh, 76% of that population is uh, digital. Their, their social life is highly social online. And so uh, that's more females, once again, than males. There's uh, over 55% of them uh, are female that are very social online. Also, they're big media junkies. Uh, extremely tech savvy, engaged with online video and streamed content. This is the thing that they love to do. And what's amazing is that's more of the male population, 64% than the female population of millennials and Generation Xers. Most of them are, are uh, by the way, they call that binging. They'll take a show like on Netflix and they'll just watch the whole thing. All of the series, all day long, just one day of watching a series all the way through. Um, they are very casually engaged people, um, millennials, uh, uh, Generation Xers. They, they, they're, they're not engaged uh, in – there's many of them that are not engaged in the digital world, not as many 
as what we would think, but they're more likely to be unemployed if they're not involved in technology, which is amazing. So if they're not involved in technology as a millennial and as a Generation X, there's a real high probability that they're not going to be employed. And 53% of the ones that aren't employed are not uh, uh, looking online. They're not active online, which means that we're basically being forced as people to work and live online, to do all our stuff online rather than doing that physical blue-collar work out there. Um, Once again, that's more of the male population. And uh, they're very engaged also, millennials and and Generation X, in in digital and highly uh, influential online. That means they put a lot of energy into how they operate online. And that means their ego and who they are is represented online, and that's why they like Facebook. The thing about it is you never get to the core of who that person really is online because people represent themselves as what their ego is wants it to be rather than who they really are. They're, they're online with all, without all their flaws. You know, if you look at people's Facebook page, especially these millennials, especially, especially Generation X, it, it doesn't oftentimes really represent the reality of who they are. They'll show their highlight vacation photos, but they don't really show the difficulties in between. They don't show life in itself. They show pictures of life in itself. They also... Uh, uh, look, let's look at uh, laptops and smartphones and tablets. Well, people that are 18 to 29 years old, 85% of them have laptops, tablets, and smartphones. 30 to 49, 81% have uh, tablets, PCs, smartphones. Now, now you go over 50 to 64, only 70%, and then you go after 65, only 55% have Tablets, laptops, and smartphones. That is so interesting. You see older people these days, and you go to an older person's house, and you're going to find they're planted right in front of the television. Now, if you go to a millennial's house, or if you go to a Gen X's house, what you're going to find is they're sitting in front of their laptop and not their television. And so, you know, let's just look at the magazine reading. Well, only 31% of millennials actually read magazines. Um, they they read online. They get their information online. Newspaper reading, 20%, 20%. And that is Gen X and millennials. They don't like the old technology of deliver it at my door. They're also, um, the internet population is extremely high. Uh, with millennials and Gen Xs, uh, it's, it's almost uh, 94%. Uh, where they are online most of the time. Uh, t- television watching, maybe two hours to three hours a week. Uh, radio, maybe, actually radio is a little higher, especially satellite radio. They're about 34% where they listen. But internet is really where they're at. And that, that oftentimes, that's in the 94% statistics. So, you know, if you look at social media usage, uh, they are between 89 to 82%. In the millennials and the Gen Xers, and uh, only 65% of, of 50 to 64, and only 49% of people over uh, 65. So, um, millennials and and uh, Gen Xers also love brands. They don't like poor quality. 
they like brands. 82% of them float towards brands. And they also follow their favorite brands. Over half of millennials and Gen Xers follow brands. They also love to discover new brands. About 38% of them spend a lot of time discovering a brand that represents who they are. And if you look at advertising these days, it's pretty interesting because uh, in, in the advertising world nowadays, they're specific about their, their philosophy as a company is more important um, than uh, they're than necessarily uh, who they used to be. A lot of these brands are changing who they are to match up with the millennial and the Gen X populations. Um, they also uh, uh, love, uh, the, especially the Gen, Gen Xers, um, they also love to interact with brands, but they're not as specific about it as the millennials. Millennials are very specific about what they want. Um now, the biggest thing that, that uh, millennials and Gen Xers love to spend time on is socialization online, their education, apparel, services, food, 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 food away from home, food at home, and transportation. With Gen Xers, and that's just a little bit older than the millennial, and that they, their biggest thing is about pensions, entertainment, and insurance. And so uh, it's just interesting how they're where statistically where these folks are. But if you're in marketing, you want to know where these people are. Um, males, uh, by the way, uh, excuse me, millennials, by the way, almost 53% strictly shop online. And so a lot of these folks just want to get it done. They don't want to spend the time, spend the money, get in a car. Many of them don't even own cars. A lot of them don't have driver's license. They like public transportation or Uber or mom and dad willing to drive them around. So their spending habits, they, they, uh, the, the millennials and the Gen Xers really uh, uh, love to engage their spending. Many of them have changed from uh, buying a, a, a big place or, or buying a car to not having a car to having other forms of transportation, maybe even a bike, maybe even a moped, maybe even a motorcycle, anything cheap, having a place that is small, they don't care about big, and uh, they do care about having a yard or something, plants, they love that, they love having that, and they're very uh, uh, specific about their decisions, they're very picky about their decisions, so the Gen Xers and the uh, and, uh, um, Millennials have a tendency to be very oriented towards uh, having a good life rather than being burdened by things you don't need. And so it's just an interesting philosophy, and in many ways, it's right. It's right on. You know, uh, mobile is the best way to reach millennials. No longer are telephones at home important. You're going to find boomers will have telephones in their home, but not the millennial and not the Gen Xers. Only the cell phone. That's all they need, cell phone. And so uh, also the smartphone, you know, because that's going to do everything for them. And uh, they also like multiple media platform devices. So 55% of the people that have um, uh, uh, cell phones or smartphones, they're using multiple platforms to communicate and to to, uh, work with people. So they don't just use their phone for their phone. They're going to use it for their calendar. They're going to use it for 
communicating, for texting, for, for whatever, getting on their Facebook, whatever it's going to take, that's what the millennial will do and that's what the Gen Xers are doing. They also want to be very specific about who they are. Everything they purchase is personal. It's personalized. And it's for them, being authentic is much more important than uh, uh, what you do. Being an authentic and a real person, that's a big, big quality that they look for in people. The other thing they love is blogging. Blog, blog, blog. They love to blog because that's where their life is and they love YouTube. They love to put stuff on YouTube and put it out there because they can make a star of themselves and they can never have to leave home uh, if, if they can help. So if you look at, you know, American millennials, they're, they're, they're a key consumer demographic, so is Gen Xers, and they're more likely to use things that are more expensive, but they look for things to be very multiple oriented. That means if they're going to wear a piece of clothing, they want it to be something they can wear across the board. They want it to be something that is functional and, and very specific and, and, and broad in a sense of helping them. They don't want to have burdensome, uh, simple things that, that, you know, I get this for this and this for this. They want, they want things to solve all kinds of problems. And so, you know, if you look at them, you know, uh, uh, and just in sense of who they are, they they mentally return to the days of uh, I don't know if you think about uh, the song uh, "Call Me Maybe" by by uh, uh, Carly Rae Jepsen. Um, that is a big song for them. They're maybe <laughs> they they uh, and also Jesus Jones right here right now. That's that's a millennial and that's a Gen X song. That's music uh, from our teenage years. Basically holds a very special place in our minds for two reasons. When we listen to melodies and harmonies, there there are more areas of the brain that kick into action and process and understand those sounds than when we hear spoken words alone. Second, we're evolutionarily primed to take a lot more social and emotional information during our teenage years than in the other part of our life. So it's why our ultimate throwback playlist really depends on when you were in your adolescent years and your teenage years. So a lot of that has to do with evolution, in particular behavioral adaptions humans made to make it through their teens. So if you think puberty and young adulthood were rough, consider how bad they were for our ancestors. You know, uh, it's important to, to understand that the immense pressure teens of all generations feels to be liked is based on survival instincts. Uh, and so, you know, this is the big deal. As people are, are evolving in this generation, as we look at the millennials and the Gen Xers, they are trying to survive in an environment that they created. And that is very important to them. And they have evolved with technology. They've evolved very quickly with connecting with the world. They've evolved very quickly in their their, their shopping and their video games. And, and everything is very specific to their needs. In that sense. And so when you look at how they are, they do appear selfish. They do appear self-contained. They do appear socially awkward. They do appear unapproachable. People are unapproachable because they're staring at their phones all the time and never 
striking up a conversation with someone else. And so sadly, sadly, that technology needs to be balanced. And that's where millennials and Gen Xers need to step in and develop a higher EQ, meaning they need to get off the phone and establish relationships with other people because we're going to lose our sense of compassion, our sense of understanding, our sense of love for what's in front of us rather than what's over in Africa and Europe and everybody else's problems, we need to get more focused on our environment, where we live, and being more available. And and that is the purpose of life, is to be present with the people that we're with. And if we can do that, we can live a rich and full life. And I'm hoping that millennials and Gen Xers step in and take that serious. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. I'd love to hear from you. DRGBMFT at SBCGlobal.net. Next week, I'm going to be talking about a new psychology, what's going on in the psychology world today and how it's becoming more effective in helping people and more efficient in helping people. Now, remember, millennials are often obsessed with public health care. If you're a baby boomer like me, you just die. And also, studies show that millennials want to eat out more than having sex. And, And before you criticize millennials... Turn around and see how crappy their vastly divorced, substance-addicted, single-parent, baby-boober parents were. Most were babysat at at Cablevision and Pac-Man. No wonder they eat everything. All right. Thanks for listening. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. 